clapping my hands. <laughs> that was good. Um, welcome to Sierra Bible Church. Hey, if you're new this morning and, uh, or if you're online and you're checking in online, whether on demand or live, welcome. Good to have you with us. My name is Jesse, uh, part of the pastoral team here, part of a great leadership team that helps make everything happen here at SBC, and so just want to welcome you. If you are new, we want to ask you to do a couple different things. Um, number one, uh, is sign up for our newsletter, and there's two ways that you can do that. You can do that online at sbctrucky.com, or you can do it uh, in your bulletin. There's a little uh, perforated piece of paper in there. You can fill that out, put your name on it, uh, and put that in the offering box, or you can take it to the info booth. They'll give you a free gift as a first-time visitor, and that just basically allows us to know uh, what's going on, what, what's going on in your life, and uh, it helps us give you our newsletter, so you're basically signing up for our newsletter, which goes out once a week. We don't spam you. We don't send you too much information. Uh, we just send out one big list of things that's happening in our church on a weekly basis, which is quite a bit. As you can see, uh, the slide's up already for uh, senior high and junior high youth camp, so if you have a junior hire or a senior hire, sign up for camp for this summer outside. Uh, if uh, you want to help with prom in some kind of way, because we're putting on prom uh, this year, uh, the information is, is there as well. That's all online also. Um, and then if you have a junior high student, or actually, I'm sorry, a pre-junior high student, it's like a 10-year-old, and they're about to go into junior high, they can sign up and start going uh, to junior high youth group uh, this summer. So that includes my, my oldest son, which is kind of a, a trip to, to think that, that at one time I was a youth pastor, youth pastoring kids, and now I've got a kid that is, I'm just thankful I'm not his youth pastor, let's just say that. Um, uh, and so that's on there. And then one of the, uh, a couple other things that happen, uh, just so you know, trying to keep you filled in with all the different things that we do, even though we put a lot of that stuff in the newsletter, a lot of things in the newsletter, there's things that don't get in uh, the newsletter that uh, we're trying to accomplish this year. Uh, Brad Knoll and uh, several of his outreach team people, as well as our youth pastor, Caleb, uh, and Gavin, uh, who you see up front, Gavin is actually uh, interning here at the church, so make sure you make him feel welcome and, and give him a hard time where necessary, because interns need to be beat up on. Um, so we, uh, we, every year, this is something we do every year, but we delivered 77 uh, sandwiches to 77 teachers at the uh, high school just last week, and so we fed the, uh, uh, the teachers. In addition to that, we delivered uh, numerous handwritten letters from individuals in our community group. So the teachers got a big thank you as well as a meal. And from what I understand, uh, it was quite a big deal for the teachers because they've, they have just endured a ton of negativity uh, and criticism for their decisions, even though a lot of them don't have a say in how things go. And so I think it felt really good for them just to feel loved on. Dana, would that be true? Yeah? So yeah, give the team a hand. I don't know if you've met Dana, uh, Dana Pomeroy up here. She's a teacher at the, the high school. In addition to that, uh, she was my geometry teacher in high school. So, yeah, now I'm her pastor. Woo! <laughs> totally normal. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we're doing that. And then the ladies are doing a movie night. Um, oh, happy Mother's Day, by the way. It's your mom's night out. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, yeah. Thank you for sacrificing everything on behalf of all of us who are here. So thank you for that. And then um, lastly, I don't have, I don't, oh yeah, I do. I think I do. Um, family devotions. So we've, we've been doing this for a while now. Uh, our, our group next door, I don't know if you know this or not, you should know it. Our children's program kills it every single week. They're doing amazing. 
tons of kids over there, and, and it's a great experience for the kids. But one of the things that um, uh, the ch- our children's director, which his name is Joe and his wife's name is Abby, they launch a family devotion every week. This is also in the newsletter. And uh, that family devotion is based off of what your kids are going through next door. And it's just quick and easy. You can access that online. You can access that on the, the front page of our website or, like I said, in the newsletter every week. I want to encourage you as parents to go through this with your kids. It's just a form of discipleship and a form of, of catechism, if you will, just teaching them who God is, walking through conversation, uh, really important. Um, we do it as a family, and so I want to encourage you to partake in that as well. And then uh, June, what is it, third? First week, of, what's the first Sunday of June? Who knows? Six. I was super close. June 6th, we're going outside, okay? So when we go outside, uh, it's important for you to know we have parking options for you because we're going to take up a, a piece of the parking lot to be outside. Uh, we're working with a couple businesses, one behind me as well as across the street. And so I want to encourage you for overflow parking uh, to go over there. We're trying to keep some of the front open for uh, first-time visitors as well as those of you with small children. So be mindful of that. Lots of great things happening there. And then... Um, Lastly, I want to make you aware of why we go outside. There's a couple things that we've kind of envisioned and are praying through and trying to accomplish inside this room while we're outside. So one of those things is trying to thin out possibly some areas over here uh, to get some more seating in there and possibly over here. We're rethinking some things. The room uh, needs to be repainted. There's a couple uh, upkeep items uh, that we want to take care of. And so an anonymous donor contacted me this last week, said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to donate $15,000 uh, matching fund up to $15,000. And so whatever whatever comes in, I'll match up to 15000 And so that'll give us about $30,000 to handle the paint and some of the other things that we need to do in the room to get ready for fall when we come back inside. Uh, and so if you want to uh, go above and beyond and make sure we get that extra 15000 on your envelope, uh, just write building fund on there. We'll make sure it gets to the right place. And then hopefully we'll have uh, 30000 or so to deal with everything that we need to um, in here. And so one of the things we're anticipating, and we don't know, like God's in control. Everyone knows that, yeah? You know God's in control. He is. He's sovereign. He's awesome. He's amazing to his church. He's been great to us. So we've, we've been expanding inside the building, and, and we're anticipating, uh, as those of you who feel more comfortable coming uh, online, those of you who want to be outside, that, that we're probably going to expand in attendance even more while we're outside. Uh, that's what we're, we're anticipating. So right now, we're probably... Mm, we're probably running somewhere around 500-plus attendance between kids and all of that each week uh, between both services, and we're anticipating we could end up anywhere between six to 800 people on a Sunday outside, which is absolutely phenomenal. But if all of you still decide to be uh, part of this community at SBC when we move inside, we obviously cannot accommodate all of those individuals in two services. So we're trying to find room, and, and we may even be considering a third service. If that's where God leads, we don't know. We're not trying to force that to happen. God's growth for our church over the last uh, year has been very organic, and it's been God-led, and, and the Lord has really just been drawing people. And I can tell you how just, man, every week, new people who don't know Jesus is coming to the Lord. A buddy of mine, we're at the gym the other day, and uh, we were talking to an individual, and he, uh, he found out we were going to a church, and he goes, what church do you go to? And we're all, we'll go to see our Bible. He goes, oh, me and my girlfriend have been thinking about coming to church, but I thought you guys were closed. Uh, and so we were able to invite him to church, and uh, uh, the individual was with me. He texted him last night, and so hopefully pray he comes with his girlfriend next service, that he gets that text message and he can't get it out of his head 
and the, and the Lord draws him. Amen? Okay, hey, uh, if you don't have a Bible this morning, raise your hand. One of the guys will hand you a Bible uh, and turn to the book of Habakkuk if, uh, if you can find it. Um, it is a small book. It's an Old Testament book. It's a small prophetic uh, book in the Bible. It is in the Old Testament, and uh, if you can't find it, don't be shy to look into uh, the appendix and table of contents and, and find out what number it is on. There's no shame uh, in that at all, as long as you can kind of see what we're reading. And uh, as, as you know, we walk through books of the Bible because it, it, it forces us to, um, it forces me in particular when teaching to not avoid or get away from some of the, the things that are harder in Scripture. There are things in Habakkuk, really, uh, it, it's been said by a lot of other pastors that just kind of, they avoid, they avoid certain books, like Habakkuk is one of them because there's some judgment in there and there's some hard things to deal with. Uh, Song of Solomon is another book you don't hear too often on Sunday mornings. If, if you don't know why, just read it and you'll figure it out really quickly. And um, there's just certain things that, that are hard to teach on. And this morning is one of them. We're going to talk about the difference in God's kingdom. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll wrap our minds around, as we, every, as we do every week, hopefully, about the character of God and what makes God God and what makes him worshipful, but uh, specifically in regards to us and our relationship with the Lord, the difference between being a true child of faith or being somebody who is not a true child in the faith, meaning uh, the difference between somebody who's truly a Christian and somebody who says they're a Christian. There is a difference. Now, I would not be doing us any service at all if I assumed everyone in the room was actually a Christian, right? Just because you say that you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're a Christian. Just because you say you believe in Jesus doesn't mean that you actually have a relationship with Jesus. There's a difference in believing that Jesus exists and being in an intimate relationship with Jesus, right? The, this, the New Testament says it this way, even the demons know that Jesus exists, that God exists. Demons know that God is real. They know his character better than you and I, but that does not ensure their salvation. Uh, so one title of the text this morning could be true child versus false child, or, or adopted child and, and not adopted child, or uh, another way to put it would be the difference between discipline and wrath, or the difference between wrath and mercy. However you want to title it this morning, I probably will stick with wrath or mercy, which is the difference between a true child and a false child. So we come to this place in chapter 2. God is answering Habakkuk. As you remember, every single uh, week we've been highlighting the reality that this prophet is struggling to see his people, God's people, turning their back from the Lord. And so he is hoping that society, his society, would reign in such a way that they would have their fulfillment in their existence, that they would know their true humanity, they would know their purpose, and their purpose is to glorify God and to be in a relationship with God, that the, the, that the happiest people are those who understand their frailty, their brokenness, and their sinfulness, and find their identity in the righteousness of God. And so he's broken because the society around him is deteriorating. In addition to that, the Assyrians and the Babylonians are coming in and crushing this group of people, and, and Habakkuk can't wrap his mind around this reality. This is where he's basically at. He's like, he's basically saying, God, I know our people aren't doing well, but why are you using an even uglier group of people, a more violent group of people, to punish your people? I don't understand it. It, it would be like us thinking in our minds, why is, 
Why is China or Russia punishing America, God? Why would you allow that? It seems that they're more wicked and, 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 and more far off from you than we are. Why would you use them? And so God is answering this question. He has on many different occasions about what is happening here. So let's go to chapter 2. Uh, and if you could stand with me this morning as we honor God's word, if you're able to and you're willing. And I want to start in verse, um, where do I want to start? Verse 6, I think. Six. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, and what proceeds in the following verses are five woes. Let's just read the beginning of each one here for time's sake. Verse six, first woe. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long? Look at verse nine. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high. Verse 12, woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Verse 15, woe to him who makes his neighbors drink and pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. And the last one, go to verse 19. Woe to him who says to a 